Welcome to the Life After Debt podcast. I'm Scott Clifton. This is the show where we talk about how life has changed after achieving financial freedom and what it takes to build a life that's true to your personal calling. Today on the show, you're listening to my first interview with Heather Stepanek, a wife, mother of two, swimwear designer, entrepreneur, and newly debt-free as of February 2019. This is really a great interview. I couldn't have had a better first interviewee on the podcast. I found Heather randomly through hashtagging debt free on Instagram. Uh, We connected and um, talked about her home and discussed um, debt freedom. And then when we interviewed, I learned all about her story, some of the trials she had in, in college with having a child young in Southern California and figuring out a career um, wanting to go in the fashion industry, but having a lot of responsibility, obviously, with her with her child and just learning to sew on her own, becoming an entrepreneur and building a business through Etsy and then um, building her own website. There's just so much in this episode. Um, she started out in a frugal family and learned about money when she first got married uh, with her husband. They bought their first house in about 2008, started listening to Dave Ramsey, paying cash and working on paying off their debt. Um, And then they decided to move out of Southern California, and they moved twice. Uh, The second time they moved, they moved from Washington to Michigan so that they could have a house paid in cash. So we talk about a lot, uh, you know, and some of the goals that Heather wants to pursue and um, after being debt-free and and having a more leisurely lifestyle, uh, just a simple life. We even talk about some of the challenges with her business, with Etsy, and uh, selling on her website. So I just really loved the conversation. I love her story, and I'm glad to have gotten the conversation with her. So here it is, my first interview with Heather. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Heather. Welcome to the show. Hi, <laughs> thanks for having me. Yeah, so good to chat with you. I'm, you know, we've talked a bit, uh, not yeah. in person, but just you know, email and like Instagram a little yeah. bit, and I kind of uh, found you randomly. But <laughs> I, I feel like uh, I know you a little bit just from um, you know, you're pretty active on Instagram, and um, yeah. you seem to be uh, just from my first impression is like very creative and very kind of classic. You have a classic style. Uh-huh. It's kind of it's endearing. So. Um, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, anyway, but um, so like just to give you an idea, kind of how I was hoping to take this uh, conversation, just, I want to talk a lot about your life, uh, how you and your yeah. family get mm-hmm. out of debt, and uh, your entrepreneurial interests and hobbies, um, and kind of what you'd right. like to do with your newfound financial freedom. So, uh, does that sound good to you? Yeah, sounds right. good. <laughs> awesome. We'll start with telling me uh, and the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your family. All right. So um, <laughs> I'm Heather. I'm a swimwear designer. I'm a mother of two, um, wife. Um, been married 10 years now to my husband, Chris. Um, so a little bit of background. Um, I was in a previous relationship. I had my son pretty young, right out of high school. I already knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in fashion design. So um, I you know, had my son and I went right into college in, in L.A. I was living in Southern California at the time. So um, just going through that, you know, pursuing my college and, um, you know, career, um, but having my son also at a young age, I kind of realized at that time that I don't want to, you know, just leave him with like somebody daycare or something and go pursue this, this career. Um, Mm -hmm. So just over time, as I was completing my uh, schooling and everything, getting my degree, um, I realized that I didn't want to, you know, leave him and go work in LA. So I found creative ways to kind of pursue my career, my goal, my dream of being a designer, but Mm -hmm. doing it in a different way. So I um, worked as a bridal seamstress uh, locally near where I lived there because I lived about an hour and a half, two hours, sometimes longer, depending um, from LA. So uh, I just started working, trying to do something kind of in design um, and then slowly on the side, build up kind of my own, you know, designs and selling things local. Like I would make bags and I would do seamstress work alterations, just messing with kind of my style and getting it out there. I would sell pro- like 
pieces I made at local um, kind of farmer's market type things, doing vending. Um, so that way I could still be with my son and, and work kind of have a flexible schedule um, and then leave him only with family that I trusted. So um, doing that, I just kind of slowly built up my you know, designs and uh, messing around. It wasn't until I, um, I think it was, yeah, end of 2007, 2008, when I made a swimsuit, and that was kind of just for fun, something I wanted for myself. And I've always been into vintage fashion, so I, I made like kind of a 50s style, modest one piece, and that was about the time that Etsy, the, web, the website Etsy, was kind of just starting up. Uh, and previous to that, I was selling on eBay, just buying clothes, like vintage clothing at thrift shops and squatteries, and then turning around and selling them on eBay. So eBay was just kind of growing at that point, too. So when Etsy kind of came around, I saw that people were kind of creating their own collections, other designers, and selling them on there. So when I made the swimsuit for myself, I opened an Etsy shop, and I put one on there, just made to order, and right away I was getting orders. So from there, I started to, to grow my line and make other designs, put them on there, and just kind of slowly build that up over time. So I was doing that. I had my son. Um, so just, you know, trying to make ends meet at that point. Um, so that took a couple years to kind of get my business going. And it was just growing. It was just me. I was doing everything, sewing, cutting, and uh, shipping, you know, pictures, everything, Um so I'm gotcha. trying to think, okay, my son was probably about five or six at that time. So, um, Did you study yeah, fashion just, design in college? Yeah, that's what I went to school for in, in mm. Los Angeles. So went, you know, pursued that, getting my degree and everything. And like I said, just kind of took it in a different direction. Yeah. Because in, you know, design school, you're kind of taught, uh, you know, after school's over, you're going to go work as an intern for these big companies, and then you're going to start at the bottom and work your way up. And that's what my goal, you know, I originally thought I was going to do. But once I had a child, I realized I don't really want to do that. I don't want to go work for this big company, a corporation, be there all day, leave my son, you know, for someone else to raise. So, like I said, I kind of got creative with doing, you know, pursuing my design, you know, career, but taking it in a different direction, being more in charge um, so over the years, just kind of built up my own little business. Um, the swimwear is what kind of took off because, like I said, I was doing dabbling in other things, making dresses, doing you know seamstress work, bags. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I did the swimsuits and put them online that I that was kind of like my niche. I was like, okay, this, I'm good at this, and and people are buying it. And I was making everything to order, so I'd get orders and just you know work on them throughout the day. Um, so I got to the point where I could quit my job as a seamstress and just, you know, I was completely self-employed. And at that time, my son was, I think, five years old. Gotcha. Um, and and that's Red Dolly Swimwear? Is that right? Yeah, is, Red is Dolly. That, yeah. How long ago did you start that? Because you said you were doing Etsy for a while and you... Um, well, yeah, that was actually when I first started Etsy. So I was doing eBay, you know, buying and selling and kind of listing, you know, just one of the kind of pieces I would make. Oh, I'll put this out there and see if somebody's interested. And sold some things on eBay, but like I said, when it wasn't until Etsy came around, so mm. 2007, and I opened an Etsy shop and put my some swimsuits on there that I made, and, and that's when I was getting more orders and making order and then adding new designs and kind of just growing my little clothing line there. Um, that's cool. And so I did that, and I was just taking my time with it. So sometimes people would ask me, you know, later on down the line when my business was doing good, I would go back to the college where I went to design school and talk to the students and they would ask me about like business and, you know, what did you do? Did you borrow money to start? And I, I never did. So what I did was I just took a little bit, like I, I bought $10 worth of fabric. I think that was the first suit I made. I bought some fabric, took it home, made the suit, put it online, took orders from that. So the money I would get, you know, it would be made to order. So I'd say, okay, two to three weeks to make, take the money, go buy some more fabric. So kind of just turning it around, you know, each time. That's um, interesting. So that's, yeah, so a lot of people think you need to borrow money to start a business or, you know, buy all this expensive equipment. No, I just had a little sewing machine. I had, you know, some scissors. I would just get, you know, the fabric and just buy enough to last a while. And then I'd go back to LA and get more as I was getting low and just slowly building it up over time because I didn't, you know, I didn't really want to be in debt. I never, you know, I was taught at a young age that, you know, I was never sat down and taught, oh, you shouldn't have debt, but 
I knew just from, you know, hearing things over, over the years, the way my family talked about money, I realized like, yeah, I, I don't want to borrow money. I don't want to owe money. I want to actually own what I have, you know? So I, I always kind of knew that that was like the end goal was like, yeah, I want to own a house. I want to have control type of thing. So, um, yeah, I just slowly built my business over the years. Um, and then at the t- that was around the time too, when I was starting my business that I met my husband. Okay. So, um, yeah, so um, I mentioned in some emails that we both had some credit card debt and things and like a car payment I think I had at the time. And um, I never had student loans. Um, fortunately, my, my family helped me with that. So I never um, had to borrow money for college or anything, which is good. So, um, yeah, just as we got, we dated for a year and then we got married and um knew that we wanted to buy a house, so just kind of saved some money and worked on paying down our credit cards that we each had, you know, when we met and everything. Um, and then it was, um, you know, the crash of 2008, like the recession or whatever, with the, the housing crash and all that. So we got married in 2009, so we started looking for a house. So it was good timing, too, because the prices were down. And we ended up buying, I think it was 2010, but the prices were still down and everything. So that was good for our first home, um, especially for Southern California. Prices are mm-hmm. high there. So, yeah, um, yeah, so we bought our first house and we, you know, just enjoyed it. We didn't really put a lot of money into the house because um, that's another thing that I think just over, you know, growing up and just over the years, I would observe people and see how they spent money and, and you know, where it got them. So I'd see how people would, you know, take money out, like say, um, take a, a second out or what do you call it, refinancing, things like that on their house. And then they just spend it all back on the house, like put a, a new kitchen in or, you know, all these upgrades. And I didn't, I didn't really understand that, you know, unless it was necessary. Um, for me, it's like, well, just paint the cabinets or just, you know, like, let's just use what we have. Cause that's kind of the way I was raised. You know, my family was pretty frugal and, um, you know, just not buying unnecessary things. Like, yeah, we can have, buy things for fun and, you know, but not pay a lot for it. So, um, yeah, so our first house, we didn't really spend, you know, we got a, it was at a good time to buy, and then we didn't really put a lot of money into it. Just little cosmetic things. We paint, we, you know, fix things that needed fixing, but we never, like, really put a lot of money into it. So we lived there first. Yeah, we had that, the first house for six years, and like I said, as we after we got married, we were paying down credit cards and car payments and everything. So I think it was about two to three years into the marriage that we were completely debt free except for the house. Mm -hmm. Um, And the mortgage wasn't much because, you know, like we bought it at a good time. So it was less than we would have been paying if we were renting pretty much. So that was good too. So we were just saving over time, um, you know, for, we wanted to have a, you know, emergency fund and all that because we did, we, started listening to Dave Ramsey when we were dating so we kind of were like on that plan but not exactly on the plan you know yeah kind of like it was in the back of our mind like we knew we wanted to be debt-free eventually but we weren't like super on the plan like we're only eating rice and beans or whatever yeah. we would splurge a little bit you know let's enjoy let's go to a nice dinner we would go on trips but sure. even then we, we would pay cash um, and just save up and, and pay as we go type thing so it, we just had the mortgage and then um, so we lived there for six years in our first house, and then um, it was just, I don't know, timing and everything. We had um, Then we had our daughter, so she was two years old when we decided that we wanted to move out of Southern California, and um, it was just getting too crowded and, you know, expensive and traffic and all the things you hear about, so... Um, so we started looking more north, and I've I had some friends that um, moved to Oregon and looked really pretty. I've never been there, but I thought, oh, maybe up you know up more north that'd be nice. So we started just looking online, um, and oh, I didn't mention my husband's also self-employed, so we that gave us the freedom to to you know move if we wanted to. Um, his business is based in California because it's more like service, um, like it's tech and and it's telecommunications so it's more service based but he built his business up over the years so he could like pay techs you know to go out and do the work and he can kind of just manage it 
And then at that point, I had built my business up too. So I was doing well. It was growing. I was, you know, I sell online, so I could pretty much do that from anywhere. So we started looking in Oregon, kind of surrounding Portland, and then we kind of found this little town that was in Washington, so just over the bridge from Portland, Oregon. Um, so I really liked that area, and, but it took about, I don't know, nine months to actually find a house that we liked. We would look online and then fly out there and go look at the house, but it wasn't the right fit, so it just took time. And then once we found the house that we really liked, um, yeah, we started we were selling our house in California. Um, so we did like, a, you know, a contingency sale where you would sell your house. Once your house sells, then the proceeds would go to the next house type thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was our plan. So, um, and luckily the, the values went up from when we bought the first house. So we were able to make some money off that and invest in the next house. And we didn't, you know, we just were kind of thinking, you know, we've done well, we've grown our businesses, you know, we want to get out of here, out of this area. So, we, you know, we can splurge a little bit. So, uh, you know, looking back, we didn't really need to spend as much as we, we did on the second house. So we paid more for the second house than the first, which I guess most people do. Um, and But it was, it was a beautiful area, beautiful home and everything. But just over time, we, we lived there, so say about a year and a half in from being in the new house, um, it kind of sunk in that... Yeah, maybe we <laughs> went a little over our heads because the mortgage was like triple of the first house. And we could pay it, but I was just thinking, do we want to pay it? I mean, why why are we spending all this money on this house? Do we really? It wasn't like my dream house or anything. I think it was just that we were like wa- determined to get out of Southern California and we just wanted a nice house and all that. So kind of, yeah, went a little over our heads. But um we were able to make it work. So it was just, yeah, like I said, about a year and a half into it, I was thinking, yeah, you know, maybe we should just sell this. And because we, I noticed too, that the value went up in that area. So the house that we purchased, it went up significantly in just that year and a half that we, that we lived there. So I thought, you know what? And that's also around the time when I was kind of getting back into listening to Dave Ramsey. I put like his YouTube channel on when I was in my office sewing and stuff. And I was just getting inspired again because uh, we were still debt-free, you know, with every, all the other debt, but we just had that mortgage now that was more than the last mortgage. So I just was feeling like, you know, we could be saving a lot more now if we didn't have this high mortgage. Um, we don't need this house, you know. And then um, some, you know, friends and, and things would say, oh, we'll just, just keep, you know, do Dave's plan, Dave Ramsey's plan, just keep paying off the mortgage, pay more on it. And I was thinking, well, I don't really want to pay more on it. I'd rather just sell it and... and get something less you know so that's where that idea came from and I was like you know what we could be debt free now if we just sold this house and didn't you know and then just bought something less so like I said the value of that house went up significantly so we thought okay if we could get this much for it you know then we would be able to we we got a number in mind that we would be able to pay cash for the next house and then that way we would be um, completely debt free so I'm not sure if it's case in all states, but I know in California and um, Washington, those were the two states we lived in, uh, that if you sell your house, you just have to live there within for two years, and then you can sell it and not pay the um, capital gain tax. So we, like I said, about a year and a half into that second house, we realized that, and we thought, okay, we're going to get this place, you know, fixed up a little bit, and then when we hit the two-year mark, we list it, and then hopefully it'll sell quick, and we can go on to the next house so um since we already kind of left all our family in california we already did that we're like yeah we could do this again so we just i just started looking on zillow got fell down the zillow rabbit hole and um just looked at different houses i've always you know like i love vintage clothing i love old houses too so i start i was like you know what i want a, a house that i really like so i started looking for older homes and in different states states that we haven't even been to so we'd start looking and then, you know, find something cool. But then when you do your research and you narrow it down, like, oh, the crime or the schools, then we had to kind of eliminate some. So it wasn't until we found our current home, which is in Michigan State, that, it, you know, it was like it seemed like a perfect fit. It was right under the budget of the amount we were trying to get to to get to the debt-free goal to be mortgage-free. And it was also how, you know, the, the characteristics that we were looking for at the old house, um, with cool, you know, 
details and, and then some property. We wanted at least five acres because that's what we had in Washington as well. So we liked having some space and privacy. Um, so, yeah, just all these different kind of things that we were looking for, it seemed to fit that, that bill. So we went ahead and listed our house in Washington. It took a little longer than we expected because with our first house, since it was Southern California, that sold really quick. <laughs> that was on the market for a couple of days. So with the Washington house, it was a little different. It took longer, so um, it took about three months, I think, until um, we got a buyer. Um, but luckily, the house in Michigan that we, we already put an offer on, we were just contingent, again, doing a contingent sale of once our house sells there, then you know the proceeds. So I was just hoping that everything would fall into place again, that, that not another buyer would come in and swoop up this, this house in Michigan. So luckily, everything went as planned, and it just took a little longer than we were expecting, but we were able to sell the house in Washington, uh, just transfer the money, and we did have to spend a little bit of our savings to, to get the final number and, and you know, make it work. Um, but yeah, we were able to, to get the house completely paid off right even before we got here, and yeah, we just took our family, drove across the country, and <laughs> that's, yeah. that's history. <laughs> so, well, that's yeah. a, th- that's an awesome story. I mean, I um, I got some like like questions I was thinking of as you were going to, like um, oh, okay. <laughs> you were talking about um, dad. I was kind of curious what your dynamic is with you and your husband and how y'all relate to money and make decisions. Yeah, I think like having you know having good you know conversation about it. We don't have like a specific, you know, like plan or whatever that we abide by, but sure. we just just good communication I think is the mm-hmm. key, you know, make sure you're on the same page. Mm-hmm. Don't go out and just sign up for a new car and bring that home and surprise your wife like that that kind of thing. We yeah. never do that. Like that that doesn't work. Um so yeah, he's he's really mature with money too. Um so I think we we're like I said when we were dating, we were kind of, you know, started listening to Dave Ramsey and we just so we were both kind of on the same plan, like the same kind of, we have the same goal in mind, which is important. So for people that are dating, you know, and planning to get married, things like you need to have good communication about money. And it's, I know it's something that people don't like to talk about, especially when they're dating or whatever, but, right. you know, it, it's something that you should talk about because that's like life, you know, it's part sure. of life. It's part of being an adult, you know, and and you want to be able to get through the hard times and be able to, you know reach your goals together you know so yeah, that's that's good that's yeah important. definitely communication is very important yeah so and, and y'all both y'all is was that did i understand that right that y'all both own your own business is that right yeah yeah that's yeah cool. so y'all have got the kind of work flexibility or i guess just the opportunity to move um like that yeah that's, yeah and i know that doesn't work for everybody so that you know our story is a little different Mm-hmm. Um, but people that do want to kind of, you know, cause I have friends that say they're still in California, you know, and they kind of want to get out of there too. Mm-hmm. I just say, you know, make a plan, you know, it could take longer. It might obviously take longer than it did for us, but if you have a plan or a goal in mind, I think like, like anything in life, if there's something you want to obtain, you just have to like figure out how to get there, you know, and, and be creative with it. That seems to be <laughs> what works for me. So, yeah. Sure. And obviously moving, your livelihood from one place to another um and then like sounds like y'all were trying to find the right place to settle down and then yeah just curious of like how that relates to your travel bug i'm assuming you like to travel in general is that oh yeah 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 i mean i would like to travel more um i have traveled a bit you know in my life but um not as much as i'd like yet and that that was one thing that i wanted I do want to do more. So I, you know, once we got debt free, I felt like, yeah, then we'll have more money to do that, to travel more and more freedom. Uh, won't have to work as much if we don't want to. So, mm-hmm. you know, the flexibility of it is, is cool too. Um, yeah. So tell me about the, like, I've seen pictures of the, the home. It's incredible. Like um, just oh, the, 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 I mean, what, 1940s or 50s? Is that no, it's 18. 18 oh, it's even older than that? Oh, man, I feel uh, yeah. stupid now. But, oh, yeah, okay. it's uh, so 1800s. Years old. Well, uh, from what I saw, I could definitely tell it was, you know, I, I mean, even 1950, that's that's my house. That's way too old. But I'm thinking like more like early 1900s, but that's 1800s is awesome. Um, yeah. I even, yeah. Saw, I even saw one about um, like a video that you shared with me about the um, restoring the hardwoods, like the 
pulling the carpets uh, up. Oh, yeah, the wood. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing I've always loved about old houses. It's so much character, and it seems like they put so much time and effort and detail into everything. I mean, not every old house, but just the ones that I'm attracted to, I guess. But um, so that was, like I said, something I've always wanted. I just always thought it'd be really cool to live in an old house. Um, and yeah, it seems like they're well built, you know, better than they slap them up now these days. Right. So yeah. Um, so did, yeah, did so um, I, I just love that. And, are you are y'all are you both? Um, would you say like handy regarding house projects, or um, what's your what's your take on that? Yeah. Yeah, we kind of both have our own, like, things that we're good at. Like, yeah, he's more of, you know, Chris is more better at, like, fixing things, the repairs, that type of thing. And I'm, mm-hmm. like, I like to do the fun stuff. I consider decorating and, sure. uh, you know, designing, interior design, that type of thing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't mind, you know, doing hard work either, you know. So That's cool, yeah. If well, there's I mean, something that needs to be done, I'll, I'll work to it Yeah, <laughs> I can. That's cool. We, uh, my, my wife and I, Katie, we both... Um, uh, you know, the house we bought, we actually pulled up the carpets and they had white paint on the old wood floors. And so we, oh, really? we, we did the same, we restored those floors. And uh-huh. so we like, we love being able to do oh, projects cool. like that. So like when I saw the the house that y'all um, bought, I was like, man, that, that looks incredible. Like the opportunity to just kind of restore yeah. it and then make it what you want it to be like kind of, re- there's some restoration yeah. obviously, but also give it your own style and flair. That's looks pretty cool yeah it's kind of like bringing it back to its original you know it's yeah. bring it back to life in a way you know yeah my husband was saying yeah it's kind of like living in a museum because we find different things we're like wow what's this you know just this little detail or what is this behind this little door or yeah. yeah like when we pulled up the carpet and found the old like parquet wood flooring the beautiful yeah so it's just like oh over time people cover things up or they they're like yeah this is old let's, let's update this you know but luckily this house was kept pretty original um has a lot of the original details you know hardware um doorknobs things like that so i like that they kept a lot of that um throughout the years which is cool yeah so how long have you been in the in the new house now so we got here february so what is that nine months mm-hmm. yeah so yeah do, do you so feel that's when we were oh yeah. god <laughs> Um, I was just curious if do you feel acclimated to the um, to the area now, or do you feel like you're? Yeah, you know, I do. Yeah. How how's it feel going? At home, yeah, it's nice, and it's a small small town, so it's smaller than where we were before. Yeah. So go, going to Washington from California was like, whoa, that was kind of a, a step back because it was like that was a small town, it seemed like a small town, but it was bigger than where we are now. So this is even like kind of going back in time, which is cool, which I like <laughs> Yeah. because it's an old town. It's got a lot of the original old buildings and things, and it's it's right off Lake Michigan. So it's cool. It has beaches and stuff, too. Um, but for me, I think after doing that initial move, um, kind of moving away from our family and friends and everything we knew like our whole life, that was harder than doing this, even though this is further than where we were before. Um, just because it's like we already did it once. We could do it again. Um you know, we just have our own little family, you know, our son or daughter, and we we got through the first move, you know, we could do it again. And our kids were totally on board, too. It's funny, because like I said, when I got that kind of like that bug where I was got the idea to maybe sell the house and move um, a year and a half after living there in Washington, um, it was around that time where, yeah, like I said, I started listening to Dave Ramsey again more, um, his, his uh, YouTube channel, and then I found, I was like at the Goodwill or something, and I found the, he has the Financial Peace University, his courses, you know, well, it was like a CD, like the whole set, so we started listening to that in the car, so the kids, you know, my daughter, she was only four, and then my son, yeah, he was like 16, so I would just put him on, so we're hearing different people's stories and stuff, but they they were totally on board, too, and I was like, yeah, we're going to be debt-free, because we'd hear, like, the people call in and do their scream, and I'm like, yeah, we're going to do that, so it was like getting them excited, too. And, you know, especially for my son, because he's, you know, a teenager. So it was like, I think that was good, you know, it it still is (laughs) good learning, you know, for him to like know that that's possible. And that's another thing, too, I want to show my kids, like anything you want to do in life is possible. You know, if you want to, you whatever career you want, like, like I kind of made up my own career in a way, like I, I did it a different way. I didn't do what I was told. I, we found our own way of getting debt free. We didn't follow the usual path. Um, so it's kind of, yeah, like being an example to them. And that's, that's the big thing for me too. It's like, I want to show them that anything's possible, whatever goals you want to accomplish, whatever you want to do, like you can make it happen. 
So that was a big part of it, too. Yeah, that's some great stuff for um, kids to learn young, especially. Um, I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, So you've moved your family across the country in order to get your house paid off and and to become debt-free. Let's talk about motivation for a minute. Obviously, one of the motivating factors was to pay off your debt and to be able to have uh, freedom, financial yeah. freedom to, to consider some other passions and hobbies. Yeah. Are there other motivations behind moving your family um, in this way across the country? Um, well, like, obviously, the biggest one was getting debt-free, um, okay. mortgage-free. So that's where it all started. And like I mm-hmm. said, I just we had a number in mind. We're like, okay, we'll be able to hit this goal if, if we buy a house at this cost, this amount or less. Um, so it was just finding something in that, that, that amount and then, and then narrowing it down. So that, that was the biggest motivator. And then, like I said, I've I've always loved old houses. So that was um, part of it too. Mm -hmm. And then for me, um, cause yeah, I do like to travel if I can. And so it was just another kind of experience. So I'm like, yeah, Hey, let's, let's just go there and let's try it. And if not, we could always come back. You know, there's no, cause I know like fear holds a lot of people back from, Mm -hmm. from doing things in life. So for me, I always try to like push myself through the fear it's like okay let's just do it and you know it seems good and obviously you want to be smart too so like I said we do our research we do the best we can um and then obviously we wanted to make sure we weren't buying a house that was going to fall down so we did a lot of inspections and all that and made sure you know we were getting ourselves into something bad but um so yeah I mean that like I said most the biggest motivator was was getting out of debt um Mm-hmm. But I just think it's fun to like live in new places, and hopefully I don't have like, <laughs> you know, I won't get the itch again in a couple of years because my husband's sure. like, well, don't don't get too settled, kids, because mom might want to move again. But for <laughs> me, I don't know. I, I think it's fun, you know. Yeah. But I do. Cool. I you know, we haven't been here that long, but I love it so far. So hopefully we'll, we'll stay for a while. Yeah. I think we will because um, I can't see getting another like a mortgage or anything after this. Yeah. Um. You know. I mean, I don't want to, but actually funny because when we moved here like i said it's it's an old town and stuff so there's some cool old buildings we actually thought about purchasing a building downtown um where we could have a retail space and then there was like four apartments upstairs so even it was this year when we found that after we moved here and we were already debt free and i was kind of like i don't know if i want to do this but it seemed like a good investment opportunity and what we were looking at was was getting a loan that we could pay off in 10 years and then hopefully, you know, making money in that time, too, off of the, the property, off the renters and having a shop and all that. So, but after going to the bank and just sitting there and kind of looking out, you know, when you're borrowing money, you see like the amount and the interest and all that. Yeah. I was just like kind of shaking at that point. I was like, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with this. I told my husband, I don't even want to be here. Like, I just, I don't like going to banks anymore, you know, after that. So we ended up not, not doing it. So I'm fine with that. (laughs) I'm like, you know, I'm like, let's just save up and pay cash for something along the line. If we want to pursue that, like an investment property. Yeah. And then, you know, because usually that's, you know, something might come up and it's like a short sale or or maybe not a short sale, but like a a repo or something, uh, a foreclosure. I mean, um, and that's when you can get things cheaper. So I'm like, let's just, try to get prepared if that's something we want to do you know down the line instead of jumping into something and then I'm just you know because then that stress comes back of like oh did we have this other mortgage now like did we really need this yeah yeah. sounds like it's uh I mean the opportunities are endless but at the same time like you know after you go through something like that where you you know I'm sure pay off your debt you're thinking Mm -hmm. you know uh want to think real hard about uh opportunities or yeah um yeah do i want to get myself back into that again after working hard to get to get out of it yeah yeah but you know it it is kind of a compelling like you you know you've got the debt-free dave ramsey type and then you've got the other side of the coin which is the you know here put a little bit of a loan you know put a loan on the house and make money off of it and it's like well there's Mm -hmm. this there's a little bit of this enticing aspect of like hey i can I can build, yeah. um, you know, income with with the extra money that I have. But at the same time, like I'm, yeah. I'm with you. I'm like, let's let's be a little more, you know, plan uh-huh. and pr- prioritize yeah, plan that a little out. bit more before. Yeah, it's you, not something you need yeah. right now. You know, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's different with a house, I think, because you know, everyone everyone needs somewhere to live. So either exactly. you're going to pay rent or you're going to pay a mortgage. So it's right. kind of it's different. But yeah, with like an investment, it's kind of like that's 
Yeah. Not something you necessarily need to do. Yep, definitely. So you're a wife and a mom, you're a swimmer designer, and sounds like you've got like a, you know, a lot going on with mm-hmm. the house and things like that. Like, so what, do you, how do you kind of structure your time and your money, your resources or, or, or priorities uh, mm-hmm. to you and maybe even um, financial like direction, mm-hmm. like what you kind of do differently from before debt to after debt? Does it look different or yeah. does it, um, is it still fairly the same? Just kind of curious um, to paint a picture for yeah, that. Yeah, I think fairly the same, except for now all that money that would have gone to that mortgage is just going into the bank, you know, so we're able to save more now in just, you know, these last nine months, um, which was the goal, you know. Um, and then as far as time, I, I mean, it hasn't changed too much except for location. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've, we're, we've been very flexible, you know, since over the years of building up our business, having more freedom. When I started my business, like I said, I was doing everything myself, um, cutting, sewing, shipping, all that. So over the years, I built it up. I, at one point, I had family helping when I was still living near family. And then over time, I was able to, to get, you know, my sales were growing things. So I was able to start working with a factory that so now I have all that free time that I used to be sitting at the sewing machine all day right. and doing all that where I don't I get to do more of what I wanted to do originally, just the fun stuff, designing. Um so I'll just work on like my samples for, for new styles for the next year, the next season, um doing, you know, photo shoot type things, um, marketing, you know, just social media, that kind of stuff. So I have a lot more free time and and that's why we're able to able to do um like homeschooling our daughter and um, you know, just kind of having a more leisurely lifestyle, which is what I wanted, yeah. um, that I knew I wanted eventually. So that's why, you know, I just feel like, you know, if you know, you want like more of a simple life, you know, work hard while you're young, mm-hmm. while you can't, when you have more energy and all that, and just do what you can to build up whatever kind of career you want so that it will be easier, um, later on in life. Yeah. And, uh, you can kind of dictate the way you want to have your schedule and, so yeah, I kind of just we pretty much do whatever we want. I guess it would be the simpler sure. answer. Um, if we want to go on a trip, we'll just kind of figure out when we want to go, plan it. Um, obviously, we have to to work also, so we just have to, um, you know, discipline ourselves to make sure we get our work done or, or plan things around if we have things scheduled. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty easy going over here. In your business. So you mentioned like originally selling on Etsy versus your website. And I'm just curious because. Uh, you know, I have relatives that, that sell stuff on Etsy. Do yeah. you sell, like, uh, comparison-wise, you sell, like, more on your website or on Etsy? Like, what's the, I mean, uh, what's the ratio more, there? More on sell? my um, website because okay. Etsy is all, like, handmade stuff. So the things on Etsy I do make to order still. Um, so it's just the sales have gone down over time just because Etsy is a lot bigger now than when I started. So there's more competition, I guess, of similar um people doing similar things to my style. But so my website, just from over the years of building up kind of my brand, I guess, um, Mm -hmm. I have, you know, repeat customers. They want like a new red dolly suit every year. They want the new style. So they'll go to my website um, or people find me through, you know, social media, Instagram, things like that. Um, So, yeah, more sales on my website. And like I said, since working with the factory um, over the last five years, I'm able to, get more sales where I'll get wholesale orders from stores or other websites that are kind of like online stores. Um, since I could sell, you know, offer my product now at wholesale price because I have more quantity type thing as opposed to when I was making everything myself. And yeah. So yeah, more on my website. (laughs) That's cool. So do you, um, do you do a lot of custom wear or is it now that you're, you know, more established, do you do more of the, um, you know, factory line? I mean, yeah, not, not as much custom because custom does take, um, more time. Um, so I just offer, like, if you go on Etsy, you can see these styles are available. So you just pick one, you pick your size. So I'm not really like doing custom orders. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I will make them to order, like if I don't have them in stock. So, um, but most of the styles I offer, are in stock so i'll have them in my inventory so i could just if i get orders okay print out my orders for the day just go up to my stock room pull them you know package them and then drop them off at the post office so it's not like an all-day thing like it used to be where i was sewing all day and doing all that um so it's a lot easier now so my my i have more freedom and more time yeah. which is nice that's really neat 
That's yeah. Really cool. So um, yeah. the uh, the red dolly swimwear, like like is that like would that be sustaining like by itself, or is that kind? Of, and if you don't want to answer this, you don't have to mm-hmm. answer it. But I'm just thinking more yeah. like, um, is that like because I, I know your husband works. I'm just kind of curious yeah. how how uh, opportunistic it is for you. Cause I mean, I, I'm looking at the swimmer and it looks, it looks really nice. Like it looks Thank like, <laughs> and it's uh it's kind of a classic uh, swimwear yeah. look that yeah. uh, is timeless. Right. So, I mean, it would seem like it would be um, incredibly appealing. Yeah. It does appeal to a lot of women. It's more yeah. modest um, styles, yeah. which is why I started actually making swimwear. Cause after I had my son, I was like, Oh, I'm not wearing a little, skimpy bikini anymore so I actually just made one for myself and then I really liked it and that's when I thought hey other women might like it too and then I put it online and then like I said started getting sales so it just kind of grew from there it was just and I hear that a lot with like how companies start it's something because there's a need for it or a want you know so that was something I just needed or wanted for myself and then I figured oh I'll just put it out there Um, but you mean sustaining as far as uh, income like yeah, you, how much, yeah, I mean, would yeah. you say that, like, it keeps, it's pretty steady? Yeah, it's steady. It's actually, over the last few years, like, sales have been down, I would say, and I think that's because of, like, Amazon and things like that, mm-hmm. and just, like I said, since I my brand is, like, kind of built up over the years, I get a lot of knockoffs and stuff, so I've had mm-hmm. people, like, you know, luckily I have people kind of, I guess, looking out for me, like, customers or just people that know my brand or have seen pictures maybe on Instagram or something and they'll send me messages. Oh, is this your stuff? I found it on this website for like $5. I'm like, what? Cause they're, they're copying, like they're using my images and then they're just doing a knockoff on it, which in fashion, you can't like patent a pattern. So there's nothing I could really do about them copying the style. But as far as using my images, there's copyright laws on that. So it's just, you know, over the years, it's been a lot. And it's like, I can go on Amazon like I did the other day. I'll do it once in a while if I have free time. But it's just like, you know, I'm like, oh, really? So I'll just go up on there and I say I type in polka dot bikini. I find a bunch that are just copying mine using my images. So I have to go through and report them all. And it's just draining uh-huh. and, you know, it takes up time. So it's kind of like, yeah. yeah, sales have been down over the years because of that, because of the knockoffs. But just like in any kind of creative field, I think you just have to be like one step ahead, right. you know. So that's why I'm always like working on, okay, what's going to be the next style for next year? And then yeah. it takes them a year to catch up to me and, you know, copy yeah. that style or whatever. So, and that's just how it is with fashion. You hear yeah. fake Louis Vuitton bags and this and that. So um, it's just kind of part of the, the whole thing, which sucks, but, you know. So I just have to keep working on it. I just have to push myself to be creative. And there's times where, you know, I'm like, eh, I don't have any ideas or I just step away from it for a while and, and going on a trip or something helps and maybe I'll get inspired and get some ideas. But um, yeah, I mean, for now it's, it's sustaining, you know, I, I don't always know what the future is going to hold, but you know, I sure. think with anything, if you just like put your energy into it, you do what you love, it will be successful. That's what, that's how I feel. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. going to keep pushing through. And, you know, if I get ideas to do other things and um, dresses yeah. and, and since we moved and like over the last few years too, I have more free time. So I kind of got back into the buying and selling of vintage clothing too. So mm-hmm. I also do that because I do that for myself for fun. So if I'm out somewhere, I'm like shop, stop at thrift shops or yard sales, you know, I'm just like, cause I like old stuff. So I'll just look, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Oh, that's cute. And maybe it's not my size, but I'll, I'll just buy it. It's like a dollar and I'll, I'll put it on Etsy and, so yeah, it's just the entrepreneur in me. It's always like looking to turn, you know, flip a dollar or whatever. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you never know, I guess. But, <laughs> to to some degree, with uh with a successful like idea or business, uh, you you know, if people are trying to copy you, it means that you're doing a good job, right? So yeah, so that's, yeah, I guess that's one of the things. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, extra mo- extra motivation to keep coming up with the good ideas, right? I guess, but yeah. Um, so um. So uh, let me just ask kind of a couple, a few couple closing questions. I was just thinking like, you know, you've, um, you know, you've, you're financially free. You're in a place and it sounds like you've kind of already talked through a few ideas. Are there, are there ideas that you've, you've considered, or maybe even your husband has considered or your family, uh, that you've considered now that you're debt free and like have, uh, choices, more choices than beforehand, or, or do you kind of see it as more of an extension of your existing, life like what's your like personal callings or anything like that 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 you Mm -hmm. would say could be more realized as a result of financial freedom 
um, I guess just kind of, I don't know. I want to like motivate other people in, like I said about, yeah, getting debt free or whatever it is, reaching their goal. If it's in business, um, their career, whatever it is they want to do in life. So if I could do that in any little way, like just sharing information, um, it's helped me, you know, learn from other people. And since becoming debt free, like I say, well, how you found me through social media, I've shared our story a bit and kind of put it out there. Um, I've had, you know, a few people come to me or like send me messages, letting me know that, Oh, like I never thought of like being debt free. I never even thought it was a thing. You know, they just thought it's just part of life, having debt, borrowing money, having a high credit score. Like that's the goal for a lot of people. Um, so just kind of, yeah, sharing the word so people can know that there are other options. Like there are other ways of doing things. You don't always have to do like whatever way you were told originally, you know, so that's kind of my whole thing too. And I'd like to, you know, I'm working on a book. It's a slow going thing, kind of just about my life story and how I, you know, like I said, started my career, took it a different direction. Right. Um, kind of, you know, I had a child young, there's history, you know, more information there, uh, part of right. that story. Um, you know, just, I don't know, just getting, reaching your goals, I guess that's my big thing. So whatever it yeah. is, like finding a way to reach your goals. Um, so yeah, I want to just share my story some more. I'd like to travel more. Um, right now we're just kind of taking it easy because we feel like, okay, we've, we've kind of hit our goal mm-hmm. at this point. Like, yeah, we don't know what the next goal is. I talked about, yeah, purchasing a building. Um, and right now that just didn't feel like the right thing and we didn't want to get back into debt. So I think that's something we do want to do in the future, like do an investment property, maybe do like, you know, buy something to flip, like an old house or something like a, like a project for us. Um, right. so it's something we could have fun with, but it won't be as stressful because it won't be like, well, we're borrowing money to do this. So if we, you right. know, eventually get to that point where we can do that, um, that would be nice. But yeah, just kind of having a, a slow paced life right now, simple life, spending time with our kids, um, just yeah, taking it easy. You know, we kind of yeah. got through the, the hustle and bustle part of our life. So I feel like now I can take a breath and just relax a bit and, and still do what yeah. I love, what I enjoy, run my business. Um, but it's just not yeah. as stressful now. So definitely sure. once you get to that point, it takes a little kind of a load off, you know? Yeah. It it feels yeah. different. Okay. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it definitely sure. does. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, yeah. um, la- one more question. So what's, okay. uh, what's one thing that you, you might share with maybe a 20 year old or a 22 year old out of college? Um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know you mentioned your situation where you, you know, yeah. you had a child young, but I mean, in general, um, you know, this like they're stepping into the real world what what would you like recommend or like yeah. what's one thing you might share to someone that young um i would just say like take the time and think about what you want to do um instead of doing what you're kind of told to do i guess uh, some people wouldn't want me to say that but um yeah. you know get out and get some experience you know or maybe yeah, yeah if there's something you want to try and you think okay like I said, I was told I should go intern. Well, I never tried that because I couldn't afford it. But if somebody wants to try that, well, go try it. And then if you realize that that's not going to work for you and you're actually spending too much, it's taking your time, you don't have to do that, you know. Just try to, like, get creative, I guess, and, and think about other ways to get to your goal or, you know, create your career in a way and get to the, the point you want to be in. Um, but some people, you know, they don't want to worry about that right away. Maybe they want to take some time and just enjoy life. Like while you're young, you know, get some experience, travel, or just have fun. You could do that too. I mean, for me, I, I couldn't, I mean, I could, I guess I could have, but you know, I had, I had a child, so I was trying to be just more responsible and I, I wanted to like hit all my goals while I was young. Cause I thought that'd be easier and, and just, you know, um, better for me. So yeah, I would just recommend, you know try different things, get out there and, um, you know, see who you are, become the person you want to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, I I mean, I really appreciate you, um, having the conversation, uh, with me and, um, you know, just tell everybody where they can find you on Instagram and, um, your website or. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I appreciate you asking me to to be on your podcast and, um, Mm -hmm. I I wish you well in the future. I hope this, this can grow and you guys, you can get the word out and, uh, you know, just kind of, it's like I said, it's always good for people to hear it maybe in a different form or a different way from a different person. You never know what could spark somebody's, somebody's interest. So, um, 
Yeah, well, thanks again for having me on. So, yeah, yeah. you guys can find me um, Instagram, Heather Stepanik. It's H E A T H E R S T E P A N I K. Uh, my website is reddollyswimwear.com, and I also have a, a Red Dolly Swim uh, Instagram. So, just Red Dolly Swim on there. And, yeah, thanks again for having me on. It's fun. Awesome. Thank you so much, Heather. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Man, I just loved having that conversation with Heather. I just think it's there's so much uh, knowledge and wisdom to be gleaned just from her story and uh, how they got to where they are. If you have any feedback, please come visit me at scottwclifton.com or if you have questions. Um, also, if you're debt-free with no mortgage or have a topic you want to discuss with me on the podcast, I would love to have a conversation with you about it. Also, if you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would write a review on iTunes. You can find a link to my iTunes show link by going to lifeafterdebtpodcast.com, and it'll give you the link to iTunes, or you can search by the show name directly in iTunes Podcasts for that. I just really appreciate your interest in the show and sticking with me through to the end on this first one, and I look forward to the next one. So thanks again for listening. Let the light of your glory